Champaign, Illinois, this is the Jumping the Rail podcast with your hosts Mark Redman and Mike Nartolinas. Hey guys, this is Mark from Jumping the Rail and this is going to be a weird episode today. Uh, Narge and I recorded this in his car on Saturday before the uh, GCW show that we went to. But before we get into that, I wanted to touch on something we didn't really talk about, and that is the fact that this past week we lost a great talent in Shannon Spruill, who a lot of fans will remember as Daphne, who was in WCW in the late 90s, early 2000s. She was CM Punk's manager in Ring of Honor as Lucy. She was in Night of the South, all kinds of different promotions. Uh, impact among others but she lost her battle with mental health this week I'm sure a lot of people saw the Instagram video she put out where she was uh, basically I guess asking to be left alone I couldn't bring myself to watch it so I can't really go into what was on it but after she passed there was a huge outpouring of support and love from fans wrestlers peers alike for her and on behalf of our show, I wanted to kind of add our voice to that and say rest in peace to Daphne at the age of 46. She will definitely be missed from everything that I've uh, read on social media from the time I personally got to meet her 13 years ago. She was great, couldn't have been nicer, and I'll always carry that memory with me when I think about her. So we will be dedicating this episode of Jumping the Rail to Daphne. Hey guys, it's Mark Narge from Jumping the Rail. We're trying something different today. We are coming to you live from the car because we are in Hoffman Estates, Illinois here. We're recording this on Saturday. We just finished up a really fun Black Label Pro show here at the Grand Sports Arena. And usually we are a team of three. We are without our producer Marco. He's at home, not feeling too good. But uh, we do have a third man in the booth with us today. Uh, Narge, introduce him for me. Sure. The the man in the middle, if you will, is my nine-year-old son, Kyler. Hello. And uh, he is uh, no stranger to the internet fame, as he has a YouTube channel called the Nargetastic Voyage. So if you like unboxing videos and checking out uh, cool pro wrestling items, I suggest you check that out on YouTube. So, Kyler, what did you think of the show today? It was good. My favorite match was de- definitely the Danhausen match. Yes. the uh, For anybody who didn't watch the show on Fight, there was an eight-man tag with uh, Danhausen, Warhorse, and remind me of the other... Dan the Dad. Dan the Dad. And, and Effie. Effie, that's right. I should remember that. 
and they took on four Danhausens of varying sizes and shapes. <laughs> so yes. some, uh, yeah, some Danhausen clones, if you will, and that was a uh, that was a fun match. It was the funnest match of the show, I think. But there was some really good stuff on here. Uh, Jake something defended his title against. The Stallion Rogers. Stallion Evolve. Rogers, formerly yeah. Kurt Stallion of uh, 205 Live. Of Evolve, yeah. yeah. And uh, Filthy Tom Lawler in the main event beat Daniel Garcia, who you guys might know from AEW, in a really fun match. But uh, this is just the first part of our day, because what's going on tonight, Narge? We are getting ready for the big GCW Art of War Games uh, show. And that match should be the blow-off, should be the end of the feud between Nick Gage and 44-0, I would think. That's going to be... It's uh, violent, I think, is the best word for that. It's, it ought to be something interesting. Yeah, if you like war games, you'll like this. Plus, it'll have that extra ultra-violence factor with probably copious amounts of weapons. And it's uh, Let's run down the roster on that match. It's going to be Nick Gage, Mance Warner, Matthew Justice... Alex Colon. Alex Colon, and it's supposed to be AJ Gray. Supposed was, to be AJ Gray. But and AJ, AJ was booked on this show we were just at, but he did not appear. Yeah. So we're kind of scratching our heads wondering what's going on with that. But that could open the door possibly for a fun little uh, substitution, maybe. I know there's a lot of wrestlers in town this weekend. And they are taking on 440, which is Ricky Shane Page, Gregory Iron, uh, help me out, Eddie, oh, Eddie Only. Eddie Only, Eric. Uh, Eric Ryan, is that his name? I believe. <laughs> uh, they got so many guys in the group. Let me see There's here. a lot of guys in the group. I think... Uh, Atticus uh, Coger, who's yeah. one of my favorites. Yeah. And, oh, geez. We, listen to us. Yeah, so Ricky Shane Page, Atticus Kogar, Eddie Only, Gregory Iron, Eric Ryan, and Bobby Beverly. Bobby Beverly, that's what I was trying Round to Round that out. Hey, Kyle, hand me my iPad back there. Would you? Thank you, sir. We forgot to mention, we also saw a great match, women's match this morning. Uh, Kylie Ray against Killer Kelly. So that yes, was a fun that match. That was a very fun match. You want to look that one up online. Kylie Ray's got that it factor. Um, and she's, she's always entertaining. So I really enjoyed that match as well. But tonight's GCW show just, it, it feels different. It feels like there's something in the air. I really think we're in for something special uh, with this War Games match. So Yeah, we got, uh, we got a lot of. Uh... They didn't announce a lot of matches for this show, but... Uh, that four matches announced, and one of those I think is in trouble. We were supposed to get Super Crazy against Juventud Guerrera. Mm -hmm. uh, from what I understand, Super Crazy is not in Chicago. It's having visa issues that or is, some sort of travel issues. That so. is the report we are hearing, because he was supposed to be in, on the show we were just at, the Black Label show also. Yep. He was not there. And uh, last night's... Uh, Black Label GCW Dual Show Three Cups Stuffed and he was not on that one either so I, that leads me to believe that uh, there is no Super Crazy. Yeah. One thing we are getting though, uh, we're getting Matt Cardona issuing an open challenge for his GCW World Heavyweight Championship. That, I'm sorry, the Universal Championship. Universal GCW. On yeah. uh, that ought to be interesting. I that, Again, like you stated, there's a lot of wrestlers yeah. in town. Do we get a big surprise? I think they gotta go big, don't they? I think so. I think you got to get the crowd to pop. He he's done this open challenge once or twice before, and it was a couple of no namers. Okay, let me ask you this: Pie in the sky, who do you want to see accept his open challenge? 
I, uh, well, I mentioned earlier, and this is a guy that's not well-known, but he's well-known in the GCW deathmatch circle, but I'd like to see Schlack come out tell and people, wrestle Matt tell Cardona. Tell people about Schlack, for those who might not Schlack know. Schlack is, uh, he looks, I compared him earlier, he looks like Bebop Rocksteady from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He's missing all of his front teeth. He's got a mohawk. I called him Prison Thick earlier. He's, prison Thick, yes. He's built like a brick wall, um, and he is a deathmatch legend uh, in GCW. So he would be somebody that I think could pose quite a challenge to Matt Cardona. Yeah, especially it'd be a real uh, shock to Cardona's system to be in the ring with a guy that can... Because Gage is one thing, but I haven't seen Schlag, but from what I've heard about him, he's a different animal he's, he, Yeah, he's got the strength factor, and he's a guy that I think, oh, well... But, me. <laughs> yeah, I thought we were going to get a car right into the front of our car. I think that might be some of the boys. That may be one of the boys. It looks like maybe Matthew Bishop. I, maybe Ian Rotten. Could be. <laughs> we, we just about got drilled by, what is that, a, that's a Lincoln that? Town car? That's, that's a big boy. A, that's K-Fay, brother. <laughs> got to rent the Lincoln. Um, no, but, uh, how about you? Who do you want to see in that spot? Man, the easy answer is Moxley, because he's got that GCW connection, and he is in town. I wouldn't like if you're going AEW. I mean, Cabana in Chicago would be a good one, and they would have a fun match. Oh yeah, but I mean, it'd be easy to imagine it'd be somebody like Janela because we can't confirm. We saw Janela in the building. Joey Janela, he was here. here. He was carrying merch in for Alley Catch, so he was he yeah. was doing his, a very gentle gentlemanly thing. Yeah. The bad boy. I'm yeah. gonna ruin his gimmick. Bad, but. Yeah, bad boy, breaking kayfabe. <laughs> But uh, who is Alley Catch wrestling tonight? I forget. Alley Catch is wrestling Tony Deppin. Tony uh, Deppin, Ron Funches' favorite wrestler. That he is. And Ron Funches is here tonight as well as yes. a guest commentator. So that ought to That's get cool. interesting. And uh, I make no promises, but we're going to try to get, hopefully get some uh, words with some of these guys, just even in passing like for a couple minutes, just to try to make things a little fresh. Because, like I said, we're doing something different today. We're going to... Uh, try to figure out when to go in and record our regular show because we are without a producer for the next few days but ideally it will all be on schedule we'll drop it on thursday with our regular because we got uh, we got a show plan just, just about getting it in to get recorded right now we are using marco's portable microphone on my iphone to record this uh, this little bit with you we're getting creative to make sure that we give you our listeners good content um, we're we are like I said. This is uh, we're gonna try this. We, we would hope hopefully we get talk to somebody. We had it was kind of crazy this morning. We had a couple of guys, and it's you know it's awkward with COVID and everything. You don't know how to approach folks for right. The, uh, some kid at the Burger King said he got to meet Nick Gage at the gas station. At the gas station, Nick Gage, uh, the King. I was walking out of the gas station up here, so I was a little jealous of that. Uh, I did pick up my MDK Nick Cage, Nick, not Nick, Nick Cage. Jeez, Louise, Nick Gage <laughs> T-shirt. <Nicholas> Gage. <laughs> yeah, we uh, both got a pretty nice little haul of T-shirts out of the Black Label show, which our wives will be thrilled by. Oh yeah. Hey, you at least got a white T-shirt. I picked I up two more black T-shirts. Yep. So. so what was your haul, Arch? What did you get? I did. Uh, I picked up the Nick Gage uh, 
What? You think it, 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 it's the, the one? Block. The Eastern Block Hate Club shirt. The one seen on Dynamite in his match with Chris Jericho. That's it. And then I got the uh, event shirt, the GCW uh, Art of War MDK versus 440 event shirt. Got to get the event shirt. Oh, yeah. There. I got I got the event shirt also. There, so. And I, uh, so I got that. I got my first GCW shirt, which is just the basic logo. And then uh, I found a cool one in the Tiger Power section of the gaming table. Tiger Driver. Tiger Driver, my mistake. I apologize to all you Tiger Driver guys. But it's an awesome bomb shirt. It's like a cartoon rendering of Mike Awesome power bombing what looks like Masato Tanaka. Yeah, it's like pretty a, awesome. Like a cartoon skate kind of thing. It's really cool looking. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to wearing those where nobody will know what they mean. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've got to figure out where I can wear a shirt that says the F word on the back. So. Yeah, because I'm guessing, Tyler, you probably would get in trouble if your dad wore that shirt to your ball games. Well, you think? <laughs> Kyler with the, the, the short but mighty powerful words That's for right. the little man. All right, Kyler. So we heard your favorite match on this uh, Black Label show. What are you looking forward to most on the War Games show? The Art of um, War? I would say maybe the main event or the ladder match. Uh, the ladder. We didn't mention the ladder match. Kyler, what's the, the ladder match called? <laughs> your Kyler can't say well, it. Well, I can't say it, but it's uh, something fest. <laughs> That's correct. The F word fest. It is the Paps Blue Ribbon Two ring ladder match. Yes, F U C K Fest. So, uh, but yeah, that ought to be interesting. There's some, uh, there's quite a, an array of gentlemen in there. We talked about the uh, Shane Mercer, um, as well as a couple other gentlemen. He's, he's the one that stuck out to me. Uh, Jordan Oliver, who is a guy I think you should all check out. We saw him this morning. Uh, Young, Dumb, and Broke. That's his nickname. So check okay. him out. Or the, the Clout Cutter as well. The kid has I'm, I'm like six nicknames. So. <laughs> I am two-thirds of that nickname. I'm not exactly young anymore, but I've been called both other things. So <laughs> We won't say those. So let me ask you this, Narge. On the Black Label show, because we want to give these guys their due, because it's uh, not a well-known indie, and I'm guessing a lot of our listeners don't know a lot about them. Who impressed you the most in the ring on that on that first show? Uh, of folks who I haven't heard of before. Um, again, I, I, I would say Jordan Oliver. He's up there. He's one of my favorites. I, I like Lee Moriarty as well. Yeah, Those are two guys that they kind of bounced around the indies. So I, I, w- I would say either one of those were yeah. uh, very impressive. Yeah, Moriarty's the one for me. He was really impressive. He had a really good match with Laredo Kid. You guys might recognize from Hoach Underground or... He was in AEW for a bit. I think he was on All All In, you know, in 2018, wasn't he? He was. That's what uh, I was pointing out to earlier. He teamed with Mysterio at that very first paper against the Bucks. In the main event. It was him, Mysterio, and Ray Phoenix against the Bucks and Ibushi, if I remember right. Yeah. That was a fantastic match. That's the one I got cut off right at the end, right? Yeah, they pretty much had to go home because they were about to lose their airtime. It's interesting sitting here. I see I watch GCW quite a bit on TV seen quite a few fans walk by that I notice. And I'm talking guys that I see when they're in Atlantic City, um, when they've been out in Wyoming. The, right. the kid that just walked by in the Tracy Smothers t-shirt, R.I.P. Oh, Tracy yeah. Smothers. R.I.P. Happy heavenly birthday this past week to Tracy. That Yes, happy birthday to Tracy. If you haven't been on my Facebook, check it out. I threw up a picture of me and Tracy. Uh, it was actually the night of the story I told on the last podcast yes. where Tracy about got us booted out of Buckley, Illinois. So <laughs> check that photo out. You get to see me with hair back in the day when I was known as the pain train. Yes. 
Oh man, good times, am I right? Yeah, absolutely. It's a uh, wrestling. If you if you haven't been to a live wrestling show, I suggest you do if you get a chance. It, it it takes all kinds, and we love it. We're here for it. Oh yeah, there's nothing better than live wrestling. Just to be amongst the fans, get to see something on a good show. You'll see any number of different things that you wouldn't expect on TV. No, I mean, we Even, saw a tequila dance-off earlier. Right, so. and did you share that to our Facebook page? Right? I did. It's out there. Check out... Dancehausen. Dancehausen. <laughs> yeah, that's what we've called it. Effie, uh, Danhausen, Dan the Dad, and... Warhorse. Warhorse doing their best uh, Pee Wee Herman tequila dance-off on the ring. While kicking opponents at the same <laughs> time. Yes, yeah. <laughs> with, a great, with a great deal of panache, which I, I appreciated. I, uh, I'm hoping, yeah, I'm very curious for the show tonight to see what other matches fill out the card, though. I mean, oh, yeah. to give us only four matches, one well, is definitely fair, in the air. To be fair, they had five. One had to get taken out because of crazy. Yep. Which is nobody's fault, you know. Well, no, he was the fourth one, so. Oh, was he the fourth one? Yeah, cra- that, Deppin, Alley Catch. War Games. And the ladder match, that's Cardona. it. Oh, Cardona's Open Challenge. I keep forgetting about that, so. Can't forget about Cardona. That's the one, but they, they haven't been building it up. So I'm hope I hope they they surprise us with something. Yeah. This is the big event for independent wrestling this weekend. Yes. Uh, the well, lead in to tomorrow night. Fallout, yeah. We tried to make Kyler the biggest heel in the building, but we couldn't find any Zack Ryder paraphernalia for him to wear to the show today. We'll make sure he's yelling woo 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 though, won't we, Kyler? Kyler, give us a woo woo woo. Woo woo woo. You know it, bro. I'm going to need better than that, yeah. boy. But we can't spike his hair, though. That's yeah. the problem. He's got a crew cut like me. Well, let me ask you this, Mark. Since we are not, we may not get it to record on Tuesday, we've got to talk about All Out. Uh, we discussed it there amongst ourselves. Which match ends the show tomorrow night, in your opinion? Where do we go with that? I think the logical choice, it's it's between two matches. I mean, first off, you know, it always makes sense to put the world title on last. That's tradition. Omega it's old Christian school, right? Cage. Yes, but... You've got in Chicago his first match in over seven years. You have to put CM Punk on last, right? Yeah, Punk, you Punk have and to. Darby Allen, I think, is the logical choice to close the show. So put your Booker hat on here, Mark. Do your best, Tony Khan, and give me the finish tomorrow night. Punk, Darby, no sting at ringside. At, where do we go? If I'm putting my Tony hat on, Punk joins a faction. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, ki- I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Tony. I know you listen. Uh, no, Punk. I think Punk goes clean. Darby is not hurt by a loss, especially to somebody like Punk. Well, handshake at the end and It'll end the show hand- with some respect. I say handshake at the end, and then would you I mind? Would, a, would you mind a Darby heel turn? Dar- I do not want Darby to turn heel anytime. Okay. Soon. I think if somebody's turning heel in that group, it's going to be Sting. I'd love to see it. You've said that from the beginning. I, I stand by it. And I wouldn't mind seeing Sting, you know, without Sting being in the match, maybe we just get a straightforward match that the fans can enjoy then I, with no swerve. I, I think so. And then maybe at the end, maybe somebody comes out, not like, you know, easy money says, like Cabana, but MJF, depending on his match with Jericho, how that goes, maybe he comes out and starts something with Punk. Yeah, or just even a little stare down from the ring now. Yeah. I know you've said that you, you don't want it to happen, or maybe we save it for New York, but what if, what if the American Dragon, Brandon, uh, Brian Danielson, Here's formerly Daniel uh, Bryan, I gotta out. I gotta jump in real quick. I see the coolest WCW duffel bag walking past us. The old purple and old yellow. Old purple and yellow duffel bag. So it's pretty awesome. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I think 
you do, I don't think they want anything to overshadow Ryan Danielson, or I'm sorry, overshadow CM Punk in Chicago on pay-per-view in his first match back. So I still think they wait on Danielson until uh, Arthur Ashe Stadium on September 22nd. Now that said, Andrade has a mystery opponent now because Pac is not available. And I think we both discussed who we think it's going to be. You, you don't mind me going first. No, go for you, absolutely. I think we will see the AEW debut of Mr. Adam Cole on this show. His contract is done with WWE. He is free and clear. No non-compete clause or anything. And this would be the time to do it. I think they open the show with it. Andrade comes out. Mr. Repone comes out. Let's make it Adam Cole. Crowd goes nuts. They have time to digest Cole before main event time and then Punk comes out. Yep. And then somewhere in the middle, we're going to get the uh, debut of uh, Ruby Riot. Oh, Ruby Soho. The, uh, Ruby Soho now. Hopefully with Rancid. Yeah, with Rancid leading the charge. I mean, I'm, it's too bad old Tony couldn't hook it up to have him there live. That would be something to see. But uh, No, they don't. he doesn't need to have bands live. The, the music is unique enough because nobody else does that. That's true. That's true. WWE kind of does the live band thing, but uh, the Rancid alone would be cool. And I think that, I really think that's the route they'll I, go with that. If even, they're going to give her that name, that's... Even if Tony has trouble getting it to happen, I think he has Punk to facilitate. He's friends with those guys, especially Lars Fredrickson. Yeah, and from what I understand, Lars had already told Ruby on one of his... He's got a podcast as well mm. um, that she was... He knew a guy who could make, you know, make things happen. So, obviously, yeah. Lars being the man that he is and Rancid. Well, looks like they are already there's already a line forming. Lining up. We we still got an hour and a half, an yeah. hour forty five. Yeah, so we are no spring chickens, so we're gonna take our time. We already got our tickets and yeah, we've got spots. tickets. We're not we're not gonna have to fight for a seat. No, this is a sold out show. They actually moved it. It was a from what I understand, a smaller venue and now they've moved it over here and um not a bad venue. It's, you know, very it's nice. all, very old school. It was a little toasty in there earlier. Yeah, so. they didn't have the air on. It's got the outside has a kind of a sportatorium vibe. It definitely has the uh, sportatorium. That, yeah. yeah. Trying to look. I saw a 440 shirt. I was trying to see if it was one of the boys. I don't think it is. Uh, you, you can never tell around here. A lot of black t shirts and beards. If you've been to a wrestling show, my wife would tell you. <laughs> Look for the black t-shirts and the beards. There's two of them in the car as you speak. There's two here and there's three in front of us walking. <laughs> so we could make a drinking game out of that, and people would die of consumption. Yeah, we would. Uh, we'd be tanked already. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Well, you had a you tossed back a few at the uh, Black Label show. I had out a of, few out uh, of yeah. my double. Hey, he's wearing my hoodie. He's got a new. Was that New Japan that's for a, wrestling? That's the New Japan hoodie he's sitting in the back seat. Very nice. Yes, that has a man of discerning taste, apparently. They so are coming in here. Yep. So let's let's keep talking here about all out. We keep getting distracted by the uh, by the public. <laughs> so one of the things they've announced is Moxley and Shitoshi Kojima from New Japan Pro Wrestling Large, which I know nothing about. That again, I'll throw my ignorance out there, but I know that you know all about uh, Kojima. Not all about, but I am very familiar with Kojima, former uh, IWGP heavyweight champion, former MLW heavyweight champion back in their first iteration, triple crown champion for All Japan, if I remember right, and tag, he won, I want to see, he's won a G, at least one G1 Climax tournament, maybe two. So this, this gentleman is a very valid opponent. 
opponent. Oh, absolutely. He had for a, John Moxley. He had a long layoff a couple years ago from an injury, but he came back. Been teaming with his regular partner Tenzan, the guy who's a big square head who's like a bull. <laughs> but uh, Kojima is well known for his lariat, like, oh. and he is slash Stan Hansen, very very Hansen esque. I love it. Throws the elbow pad in the air, hits the ropes, knock your head off. Ah, fan, that one of my favorites. I yes. just I love a good solid clothesline. Yeah. Kojima is a very very well known strong style wrestler in Japan. Not the king of strong style, all respect to Nakamura. <laughs> but man likes his bread and he likes his lariats. And unfortunately, Nakamura, not to get off, said the king of strong style is kind of the king of soft style these days. But he's. What? Yeah, he's kind of light. Uh, you know, I don't know. Nakamura, I really. They had to water him down. A they watered bit. him down quite a bit. And he's busy dancing and doing all the other. I don't know. I don't I, know. I've kind of lost I, some favor with him. but I've been tickled by Rick Boogs, so. though. That's been fun. Yeah, and then uh, adding Pat McAfee in usually. Uh, that's, I mean, that's McAfee. Been, McAfee, I'm sorry. You always say McAfee. McAfee. Pat, Pat would McAfee. be so offended right now if you if you heard you get his name wrong. He'd be all right. Uh, I sat next to him once at SmackDown a few years back. Oh, I didn't yeah. know who he was. That somebody said, oh, it's the kicker for the Colts. And then I got home and I realized who he was and honestly, you know, how great of a football player he was. So He says almost undefeated professional wrestler, Pat McAfee. <laughs> Hey, is that uh, who we got? That is the announcer for GCW. Uh, Emil, not Emil. Uh, oh, Kevin. What's his name? I can't think of Kevin it. Kevin Jordan. He, he says the F word quite a bit. Oh. Uh, I definitely know who you're talking about. But he is the main ring announcer. He'd probably be announcing with Dave Prezak tonight. Yeah. And uh, Kevin Gill. Kevin, Kevin Gill. Gill. That's okay. his name right there. He is the GCW head announcer. So. Yes, I heard uh, his work on the Homecoming show, Day 2. He was with Prezak, I believe. He's gotten a lot of grief from some guys online. I think Jim Cornette's one of them. He doesn't appreciate uh, Kevin's colorful use of the F word. Which is ironic. During his, annou- uh, during his announcing. If you've listened to Cornette's podcast, you find the irony in that issue that Jimmy has. <laughs> oh, Jim Cornette. He's, he's kind of pot meat kettle, so... Well, Corny, he's been uh, surprisingly positive about AEW lately. He has. He really. He uh, first thing. Uh, tell the people what he said about Punk. Well, the, the Punk thing. He said that he couldn't have scripted it better himself. He said that Tony Punk, the way it all went down, was absolutely perfect. It was better than what Cornette himself would even have done. And that I don't think it get. I mean, that doesn't get much better than that. That's no. a heck of a compliment. And the comment that I heard Corny make just recently, which. I, well, I should say I read it. I didn't hear him say it, but I read it on uh, the reports. He said he had not seen Darby Allen have a bad match. No, Darby Darby knows what his strengths are, and he yes. plays to them very well. Very well. He is. He's a little rubber band man. He I mean, is. He, his he's, flexibility is something else. He's like a more insane Mikey Whipwreck. You know, yes. he'll, he'll take the bumps for all everybody, but he'll get his shit in. Sorry. Yeah, I'm not. This is an adult podcast. Yeah, even though there's a nine year old, but he's heard far worse from our from our producer. producer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, um, our friend earlier, Jonathan Mayer, who uh, is a listener, show. yeah, friend of the show. He also has an unboxing video out there on YouTube, so check him out. Uh, we do a pro wrestling tease unboxing thing, but he sat with, earlier and he was talking about Darby 
because he absolutely loves the suicide dives that Darby does. It's just kind of reckless abandon. They are appropriately named suicide dives because he looks like he does not give a crap about himself. We were at an AEW show in Indianapolis mm-hmm. where the main event was him and John Moxley. Yep. And I didn't even think we were going to get a match. I mean, he literally dove out and speared Moxley through the ring barrier before the match even started. Yep. It was Forget jumping crazy. the rail. He tried to eliminate the rail. Yes. Dar- Darby used himself to... <laughs> He was a human torpedo. He was. It was pretty impressive, but... Not to be confused with the human tornado. Not the yeah. human tornado, no. They're very different. But I think that match tomorrow night, I really think that is the right person for them. Him and Punk, that, that makes the most sense. It's fun. That's what people want to see. Darby's got a lot of underground following similar to Punk. Yeah. So it's going to be good. I'm going to say this. When they first announced Punk and Darby, I was scratching my head about why Darby... Because I thought they were better people. Punk did his interview with Shivani a couple weeks ago on Dynamite where he explained it. And he made perfect sense out of it to me. Because he explained that Darby reminded him a lot of Punk when he was breaking in. Because he was he's the guy that people always say should not be a wrestler. Doesn't look like a wrestler. All this. Everything you can imagine he would have told Punk when he was 20 years old. So you can see where Punk identifies with Darby and would want to test himself against somebody similar to him. Oh, absolutely. You know, that, that. So that made it make sense to me because originally I was thinking well, we talked about it at the last, uh, last show. I said Cabana would have been the best uh, choice, but I think they need to build the Cabana in hindsight. Yeah, and I mentioned that. I, You know, WWE, they, they, they like to do those backstage segments with the little nods and stuff every now and then. I told you earlier I wouldn't mind seeing Something like that. But I know they'll probably want to save Punk for the pop at the end. But even him backstage and a little little wink, wink back to the pipe bomb, you know, just hi, Colt Cabana. And they walk by each other in the hallway. Uh, Even something as much as that. Maybe Colt gives him a dirty look or, you know. Or just brushes, like, shrugs, like, bumps into him or something. But, uh, so you got that. You could also do something with him in the gallows sometime. Yeah, oh, history there. back the uh, straight edge society. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. There's that. That wouldn't that be fun? I mean, there's a lot of places they can go with this after tonight or tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, yeah. But when do they go there? Do they go there right after the match tomorrow night, or do they wait till Dynamite Wednesday? You've got to have that route for CM Punk. He's not going to work Darby again. This is not going to be a full long time feud. I think no. it's a one and done this is an attraction match here. Um, but he. They got to have something for him because yeah. they've paraded him out as as their show pony at every single show this week. And it's and I'll be honest, I asked somebody earlier, are we getting to the point already, or maybe there's too much punk? Well, the ratings for Rampage last week when Punk was not there were down like seven hundred twenty some thousand, okay, as opposed to one point two million on Punk's debut episode. So that shows the draw that Punk is going to be for AEW. For now, yeah. And for it, now. It, and I think I mean, he the knows, bloom but... will fall off the rose eventually. Yep. But the thing everybody else is saying, they're already booking in their heads Punk and Omega. And just to let uh, you guys in on a conversation that Narge and I had, we were discussing that earlier today. And Narge, what's your take on Punk and Omega? When should we have that happen? Well, I think we agree. You know, that's the money match. That's what everybody wants to see, but I think you have to build to that. And like you said, Adam Page is is not going away. No. He's the guy that the fans want to see beat Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that has to happen before Omega and Punk do their thing. I really think Omega, like we said, we agreed on this, that he probably should lose the belt because he doesn't need the belt to feud with CM Punk. What I think they should do, and I'll probably get raked over the coals by people who are listening to this, I would hold off on Punk and Omega for a year. I would wait because Smart Money next year, All Out, will be in Chicago again. All Out is AEW's biggest pay-per-view and the biggest main event that they could conceivably have for their biggest show would be Punk and Omega. Title or not. Yeah. Because if that happened, there would be no debating what match should close the show at All Out. Oh, no. That would that would, could go down as maybe AEW's greatest match. As long as they don't... Or most hype match of all time. As long as they don't exploding death match it again <laughs> like they did at Revolution. You know, we're getting that again. Tony said that they, he wants to do another exploding death Hopefully match. Hopefully they learned their lesson. So Because that was the biggest... That was a dud. It was a dud. And that's... <laughs> I've been critical of Tony. I don't know if Narge agrees with me on that. Sometimes, I, sometimes I've, I've Tony does issue, some things. But. I've taken issue with some of the things Tony's done. I've called him out on it on social media before. But he is a smart guy, so he would he would think be the kind of guy that would learn from his mistakes. Yeah, I think so, and I think Tony he unlike Vince McMahon, Tony listens to social media. Tony's on the radio shows. He's done some podcasts. Tony knows. Uh, I think to, he's got his ground to, or his ear to the ground. Yeah, but to be fair, he kind of gets a bunch of softballs on busted open when he's on there. Uh, yeah, he does, you know, and I the think one they want to keep him coming on. The so. one time he actually got hard questions was not from Dave LaGreca, but it was from Bully Ray when LaGreca wasn't there, and Tony got very defensive, didn't want to answer any questions, and I think Dave, and Dave that's why they have Dave and Tommy or Dave and Mark Henry be the ones to interview Tony now, because they they will not ask him the hard questions. But I just you, you got to give him credit that he does show up on the show. Oh, yeah. Where oh, Vince sure, would sure. do that. Vince would, you well, know. Vince so. has his own little universe. And that's fine. <laughs> it's his thing. But, yeah, Tony get, comes on, but they just give him a half hour to just do what he wants. They don't ask him any. Like, if, I had, if we had Tony on the show, and we do want to have Tony Khan on the show eventually, we're going to talk to Narja's dad see if he can grease <laughs> the wheels for us. Yeah, who do we know? But, yeah, I'd, I'd want to be, you got to be careful with, you don't want to offend people when you interview them, but you also, you want to get answers to questions that you're wondering about and not worry about getting your head bitten off. So, it that remains to be seen. It's, but, the whew. You know what we need to talk about? We're, we're all on to the AEW topic, but how about all the news coming out about NXT? NXT is set for a change. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I read earlier today, I believe it's September 14th. 14th. The new NXT will debut. Um, It looks like the arena is going to be a little different setup. And maybe we're going to get a little brighter, get out of that underground, dark, dingy feel of the current golden black and into a more brighter, vibrant NXT. Which is a Vince McMahon led NXT. But that's not necessarily a bad thing to have a brighter setup. I agree. I, and that's really always been my only complaint about NXT, Mark, right. is that the talent is there. The storylines are yeah. fine. 
it just has this, it's not a very inviting feel that something like yeah. Dynamite has always had. Very bright, vibrant, uh, fun. Yeah. So And we'll, we'll get into more of this on the full episode when we record it. But yeah, they said Bruce Pritchard and Vince are going to be basically in charge of the big decisions on NXT going forward. But one of the things I'm hearing is that Triple H and Shawn Michaels will still have a lot of say on the booking of the talent that's there. You yeah. Know I, mean? I, I mean, they won't have as much say on who gets signed anymore. No, but hopefully they, they still have a little say behind maybe some of the storylines, some of uh, who's matched up. But uh, yeah. it'll be it'll be interesting to see if there's a power struggle at some point. Obviously, Vince McMahon holds all the cards, um, and everybody else, you know, they right. they, they can be in his ear, but they catered <laughs> to the old man in the uh, in the end. That's it. So. This line, though, it's line uh, it's about it's three times right. the size of the line this morning. So. Yeah, and they're all getting wet. It, it is, is it is raining. raining. <laughs> it's raining pretty solid out here in Hoffman State, Illinois, right These now. These must be the general admission folks. They they have uh, seated seats this evening. They have general admission, then they have standing room only. Again, sold out show here at Hoffman Estates. It's this is going to be a good one tonight. I really fun. is. So, for that, any, wait a minute. What do you got? That Ron Funches right there. Is that Funches? I think it might it be. Might be. That is a Cosby sweater. Walking with the uh, the announce crew there. So yeah, might be him. Going to get well. him ready. Give him some pointers. Make sure he doesn't upset Tony Deppin here in person. This right. isn't Twitter. You can't get on right. Twitter and run your mouth and then show up to a live show. Yeah. And the cool thing about Ron Funches is he is a big wrestling fan, so he will really have a ball doing this. Oh yeah. Absolutely. He's, he's, he should have a great time. I think everybody's going to have a good time tonight. Yeah. This feud, for anybody who hasn't watched GCW, has been building for over a year between Nick Gage uh, and Ricky Shane Page's crew, his crew, 44-0, who are maybe some of the best heels in independent wrestling. Yeah. I mean, people just absolutely hate to see them, but they love Instant to hate heat. them. Instant yes. heat when they come out. So... so- for anybody that doesn't know, indie, let's talk about NDK, Narge, about uh, Gage and his his crew. His crew? So he, he taught MDK, the MDK gang, that's that's Nick Gage's fans. That's the murder, death, kill gang. Those are all yep. the people that supported Nick Gage through his whole career. His downsides. His downsides. <laughs> Nick Gage was obviously, as a lot of folks probably know, was incarcerated for a couple of years. The gentleman robbed a bank. Uh, went through some tough times, fell into drugs. Right. He's on the clean and uh, narrow yeah, now. Right now. Uh, paid his debt and everything. And that's a lot of that credit goes to Brett Lauderdale, who's the owner of Game Changer Wrestling, former CZW, which is a company yeah. Mark, Mark enjoyed watching back in the day. He was a referee there, and he kind of started this Game Changer Wrestling, and he took Nick Gage in um, and kind of gave him a place to stay and He's he's Got set him up feet. as the headliner for the yeah. game changer wrestling. Without yeah. Nick Gage, I'm not sure that they've got the notoriety that they have. So, yeah. but uh, so the MDK is Gage's fans. Then he's got the second gear crew with him on this match. Yes, which is Cologne. Is Cologne with the? He's gear? not in second gear. So second gear crew is Mance Warner, our favorite independent wrestler. Right. Matthew, Matthew Justice, Effie, who is uh, kind of the odd man in the group. 
AJ Gray, and I mean that in the nicest way. Yeah, if you see this crew, yeah, we don't mean that in a bad way by any means. Effie is, uh, he's Effie, and he is awesome. I'm a great big talent. Effie fan. Hey, here he is. This this gentleman will be There's in the Greg cage. Iron. Here's Gregory Iron. He actually dethroned the king the other night in yes. Detroit single handedly. Gregory Iron beat uh, Nick Gage, which uh, with with a little help, a little help from his friends. So. Second year crew, though, see, so we're getting confused. And uh, one called this. Manders, who uh, isn't on the show. He wrestled. Uh, he wrestled this weekend somewhere. I saw it. And he wrestled a big name too. I don't remember what it is, but uh, it's a pretty interesting group of guys, and they kind of run roughshod over the independent scene. So, yeah. I don't know what's going on over here next to us. I got them a little They're tailgating a little bit. I'm yeah. Sorry. Get him a beer there? You don't need that yet, buddy. It's early. <laughs> Gregory Irons uh, getting the gears uh, lubed up for this War Games cage match later tonight. Greg Irons a fun guy to watch. He's actually a very inspirational story to anybody that doesn't know him. He, had, he does have cerebral palsy, and he wrestles basically one-armed. His, I believe it's his right arm does not work. It, yeah, and um, he is not afraid of anything. We talked well, the other... He was actually... One of uh, IWA, Ian Rotten, the group's uh, King of the Death Match or Prince of the Death Match last year. He won one of their tournaments. I think he was in Prince, yeah. So he is uh, technically that that champion. I mean, that's and, and they, they don't mess around in those deathmatch tournaments. No, and he works his ass off, too. He can wrestle any, pretty much any style you want him to. Yep. And he does it very well. He teamed with Zach Gowan on the Indies as the Handicapped Heroes. Anybody remember Zach Gowan, the one-legged wrestler from WWE back in 2003? Also an American Ninja Warrior contestant, which was crazy. Pretty impressive, absolutely. But uh, no, Greg is with uh, 440 in the main event, teaming up against uh, Team Gage. Team MDK, yeah. Um, and again, these wrestling shows, worth it. we're seeing all this talent, and we're just sitting here in the parking lot. So yeah, we're we, staying uh, out of the rain. We're staying out of the rain. These The independent guys are very accessible. We got here earlier, we're sitting here, and Filthy Tom Lawler, who was the... One of the Black Label Pro Champions, former UFC fighter. He was in the main event on the Black Label show. was just hanging out here in the parking lot with his championship belt. Walking back to the hotel shirtless with his championship over his shoulder. So, shout out to Filthy Tom if he's listening. Had a great match today with uh, Daniel Garcia. That was fun. Garcia, is uh, he's got a lot of of smoke behind him right now. AEW's been pushing him. He's well, he's working this angle with uh, was it 2.0 and Darby and Sting and, yeah and a little bit of Moxley and Kingston peppered in there and they are talking a lot of the the folks on the internet want to see Daniel Bryan and Garcia throw no, down no, no. they want to see Brian Danielson, Brian Danielson and Daniel Garcia I'll get used to that at some point <laughs> the American Dragon he was uh, for all you Ring of Honor fans Daniel Bryan forever but that that's a match they want to see and based on what I saw today I think that would be a fun match so. I, yeah it would definitely be a fun match. Those guys will they'll light it up in the ring. What do we got going here? A little traffic jam action in front of us now. There's all sorts going on here. It's a Danhausen shirt. Seen a lot of those today. Yes. Danhausen, definitely one of the favorites. If you guys haven't seen him, check him out. Dan He's Housen. a riot. Danhausen is overhausen, as he would say. He is. He uh I think he was the star of the show this he, morning, he to be was. honest. He was. So. Uh, how about Warhorse came out dressed in his Van Halen uh, was, David Lee Roth best? That was, was cool. He was dressed. He was dressed like Eddie Van Halen's guitar. He had the red overalls with the black and white stripes up and down it. Had the red chucks on. Red chucks so on. It was interesting. And uh, 
for anybody who doesn't know, War Horse, he rules ass. I don't know what that means, but he I rules it. He, so. <laughs> uh, he was one of the uh, first guys to challenge Cody for the TNT title on, on Dynamite. Yeah, it was. And, I, I, you know, AEW got a lot of credit for that, giving mm-hmm. these independent guys a yep. little moment on the, the big screen. You could so. say he was the first guy to open the Forbidden Door. Yeah, War Horse really was, because after him, we got Kingston. Eddie Kingston. and uh, Starks. Like yeah. That. So that was, you know, shout out to, again, AEW and Tony Khan just doing all the right things. Right, Mark? Tony Khan, it can't go wrong for Tony Khan. I know you're, you're, and he's doing a lot of good things. I mean, AEW is great for the business. It's fantastic. It I is. just, I give Tony a lot of crap, but he is doing There he is crap. right there. Tony Khan? Nope. That is the bad boy. Uh, Joey, Joey Janela. Joey Natella has called Look at him, man. He's strolling around here. Like he owns the place. He kind of does. <laughs> Joey and GCW are synonymous with each other. While Nick Gage was out and unavailable, Joey Janela had kind of picked up the reins here. He became the guy. He was the guy, and then he kind of, you know, AEW came calling and right. had to share his time. But Joey's cool. We uh, met Joey back in October, and he threw Kyler a selfie, didn't he, Kyler? He was, yeah. try- he was trying to hide, and Kyler, yeah. Kyler, we, when you met Joey, he said he had a mask on. What was on his mask? Oh, <laughs> uh, it was uh, him and a couple of other naked people in a hot tub. A couple of naked people in a hot tub on his mask. I'm not sure where you get a mask that looks like that, but that sounds like something the when, bad boy would when have. When you're a bad boy, you can make that work. That's right. Maybe we see Joey Janela tonight. I wouldn't mind seeing yeah. him if AJ yeah. Gray doesn't show up. Yeah, like Joey in the cage. He could do some fun stuff. Now, we saw the, the presentation in the building for the Black Label show. It was half of the arena, mm-hmm. and the other part was corn off. And during the show, we saw them moving pieces of the cage and it looked like another ring or two. Dusty would say, a lot of plunder, baby. A lot of plunder. They bringing a lot of plunder. But they were going through the other side to set up, which makes me think that they're going to take that curtain down and they're going to make it a bigger set. Because that's got to be two rings. Two rings. Double cage. Double cage. Now, we don't know if there's going to be a roof on the cage. Yeah, this could be an NXT War Games uh, setup and right. not old school. I don't know how easy it is to put a roof on a cage. I've never done it. I don't know. I meant to ask, have you ever been in a cage match? I have not. We did one cage match in the Indies when I was doing it, and uh, I was not a part of it, unfortunately. So, it would have been cool. I would love to have been in one. Yeah. But no, no chance there. I... Uh, we were talking, they bring all, I thought I saw some plates of glass being brought in. Not sure what that could be used for later, well, but that'd it, be interesting. I got a pretty good idea. I'm pretty yeah. sure I saw a bunch of doors underneath the ring, and if anybody yeah. knows, we talked about this, GCW, they don't have tables, they've got doors. Yes. So a lot of doors will get broken this evening, I'm sure. Uh, I wouldn't, I'm not going to sleep on this ladder match either. I'm really, I no. think that's going to be, somebody may get hurt in that match. Well, <laughs> we hope not. <laughs> we hope not, but... It 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 uh, the possibilities are there. I see somebody wearing Billy Gun shorts. That's an ass man that's right a, there, Mr. Ass. ass. Right there. <laughs> Those are fantastic. That might be from Chalk Line. That's a yeah. company I enjoy. I got a yep. couple of shorts. I have never bought anything from Chalk Line, but they got some cool stuff. They do, yeah. Check them out uh, again. I'll show them chalkline.com. A lot of wrestling stuff. Uh, Oh, man. Cartoons, just random fun stuff out there. Basketball shorts, cool jackets. Thing. They got really cool jackets. I've got uh, Halloween Havoc, what, 93? Is that the one with 
Foley Invaders. Spin the yeah, Foley Invaders. Spin the wheel, make the deal. I'll be wearing that this October. Believe me. Yeah, that'll be out there. Speaking of October, hey Kyler. Yes. Are you or one of your brothers going to be Dan Housen for Halloween this year? That would be funny, but I do not think so. It would be fun house. That'd be fun house. Yes. <laughs> Very evil. <laughs> Very evil. Yes. Kyler, uh, we did throw it out there, though. There, it, I've been ever since I said uh, I wanted to have kids. I said we've got to do a wrestling-themed Halloween, and this could be the year. You would disappoint me if you didn't. Kyler, could, you want to give us a little hint of the outfit we looked at for you? What does he say? Oh, I don't, I don't remember what else he Oh, see, this is why we don't let Kyler on the podcast. <laughs> But, uh, he's useless if he's not opening a box. Yeah, if he's not <laughs> opening a box, we, he, he can't remember anything. <laughs> but uh, Kyler might be snapping into a Slim Jim or two this Halloween. Dig we'll it. see. And dig it. Oh, yeah. Although, in, in light of recent events, I think it would be more fitting to have him and, say, his brother Murray dresses the Nasty Boys. The Nasty Boys, yeah. Uh, Devon and Bubba Ray. Here we go. For anybody who doesn't know, Kyler was doing an unboxing video. I actually had to scrap it. He got lucky because it cut off. <laughs> so we're going to mention that on our mildly successful podcast. Yeah, that's right. But we pulled out a lapel pin from uh, the Pro Wrestling Crate is what it's called, and it had the Nasty Boys on it. And Kyler, I asked if he knew who they were, and he called them the Dudley Boys. So going forward, the Nasty Boys, Bubba Ray and Devon, and then you know the Dudley Boys, Jerry and uh, Sags and Nobs. Sags and Nobs Dudley. We will not let him live this down, but it's all in fun, you know. We've we probably said dumb things too. I you, said you I, about ten times. I have in never this one podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, not well, that'll podcast. be enough for this guy. Where's Marcus? So, I never thought I'd say I'd miss him, but where's he at? Here? He's got a mask. He's got a backpack. A backpack. I think he's just a fan. Maybe, yeah. He's got a very similar haircut to Dave Hero. We're kind of we're kind of proving Jim Cornette's point about independent wrestlers looking like the fans. Yeah, it's hard to tell who's who here, to be honest. So. It's, it's all good, though. It's cool seeing... It's just great seeing a line of people outside waiting to get into a wrestling show. After all the months of none of it. This is on. my first live wrestling show since last October. So it's my first one since... Yeah, I think since November. At the November hall, 19. right? State Farm yep, Center? State Farm Center in Tonytown. Where we get Tony's out. We got to see the bad boy that night. Joey Janela and Kenny Omega. That was we, awesome. We were I like, got on camera. Yeah, Kyler got on camera. Were we in second row, Mark? Second, third row right there. On the, yeah. The, with the heart camera. Yeah. So, I was wearing my Monday Night Jericho shirt, if I remember right. Sounds about right. Yeah, if you know Mark and I, we both have an extensive pro wrestling t-shirt collection. It's to the point we have to notify each other to make sure we don't wear the same shirt <laughs> to different events we're both going to. And we both grabbed the same one today, so this this will be something yeah. we have to do again in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark, how about that? Let's uh, that's, that's off the... Favorite wrestling t-shirt all time? My favorite, I mean... I think the best one is the original NWO shirt. It's awesome. I yep. um, my favorite all time. I'll go WCW as well. Is the Four Horsemen, uh, early or mid nineties shirt. The one the, oh, the big Roman numeral and yeah, the horse. and the horse, the, the Mongo and all them had. That's yeah. that's actually I love that. I love the theme song at the time. Oh, the theme song was so good with the horses and then the yeah. Car. It, it, awesome. It's actually my ringtone on my phone. Oh, yeah. um, as uh, we've mentioned before, uh, 
I am a my favorite wrestler of all time is Arn Anderson. My favorite faction of all time is the Four Horsemen. And you can't go wrong there, Arn. Yeah, I don't think we've ever mentioned that on the show, but we got a couple minutes. So your favorite wrestler of all time, Arn Anderson. Double A, man. You Mine. Um, I've got Ric Flair tattooed on my arm. Not necessarily my favorite of all time. My favorite of all time is uh, the man from the Rocky Mountains, the Mastodon, Big Van Vader. I yes. just there was no better big man in the ring, in my opinion. Yeah. And very overdue for the WWE Hall of Fame. It has to happen at some oh, point. It's oh, yeah. sad that Definitely. it's going to be posthumous. Yeah, that's, that's really a shame. All right, Kyler, favorite wrestler of all time? We've put him on the spot. It's probably Nasty Boy Dudley. <laughs> Nasty Boy Dudley. Come that's on, Kyler. Who you got? Um, I would have to say Hulk Hogan, maybe. Wow. Hulkster? Yeah, brother. That's interesting take from a nine-year-old. Because Hogan had been retired pretty much when Kyler was born. Kyler has seen plenty of the Hulkster, oh, and Kyler has touched the Hulkster. Not like that. What? <laughs> <laughs> this is a bad TV show. Touched by the Hulkster. He did Bro, shake Hulk's hand, and we met the Hulkster in Chicago two years ago, and that was an awesome day. That's a day I'll never forget. I know that. Yeah. Kyler knows it was a big deal for me. So, yeah. And I'm going to call you out on something, Narge. Something... Uh, Nars is a big collector. He's got a bunch of Funkos, T-shirts. I think his most prized possession, if I'm assuming, is a replica of the uh, WCW World Heavyweight Championship belt. The big gold, yeah. The big gold. And you have a very impressive collection of signatures on that belt. The only names I have on it are folks who have held that belt at some point. Jeez, um, oh let me run down the list here. I've got Hulk Hogan. I've got Ric Flair. Kevin Nash. Lex Luger, Jeff Jarrett, the Great Muda. For those who don't know, he held the yep, belt he for held, a minute. It was the NWA belt when he had it? Yeah. So um, there's other names on there. Did, oh, uh, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. Bret Hart. Did you get Vince Russo? No, and I should have. That's <laughs> one I, I regret. Yes, you've met Russo. <laughs> I did meet Vince Russo. I was wearing my Vince McMahon mugshot T-shirt that day, and Vince loved it. Vince Russo loved it. He's like, "That's fantastic. That's how it should be all the time." Uh, the one autograph I want on that belt more than any is maybe the greatest champion of all time to hold that belt. That's the man from Hollywood, David Arquette. Oh I gotta have David oh, Arquette. I, I mean, swerved the audience. Wrestling was never the same after David Arquette held the title. Right? Did the Did you get Sting on that belt? The Stanger? No, the, the I Stanger? don't. I don't believe the Stinger. I have never met Sting. I thought you met him at one of the cons. No. Which con? Good con or the bad con? <laughs> the indie con. Indie con, not Tony con. No, I have never met Sting. He is on the list, uh, the short list of people I have not met. I've met quite a few. I think there's a guy wearing an Evolution t-shirt. It's a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh part my. of the song, people. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, um, yeah but you got, you're cool, but I've got a bit of a belt collection myself. We're just kind of killing a little bit of time before we go and we're nerding out before we go in about 10 minutes i'm guessing before doors open yeah well it looks like they're taking tickets now so they may be well we'll let the line thin out a little before we get yeah, in because we'll we got our, i ain't trying to get wet we got our we seats waiting for us our seats are oh is it yeah oh geez the line is in the grass wow this is uh this is very encouraging for the uh for the gate yeah, if you, by the time you hear this, hopefully you have watched the show on Fight TV. If not, get on Fight and order it. We encourage, yeah. I mean, for everybody that watches AEW or the NWA or Impact or WWE, there's something special about a GCW show when you watch it on, even watching on TV. This will be my first one seeing in person. 
which I'm really looking forward to. I know Nard, you and Kyle have been to a couple of GCW shows. Three in one day. Three in one day. Three wow. in one day. But yeah, we've been to a couple, and it, they, they won me over. Um, independent wrestling's where it all starts. Yep. You don't have AEW, WWE without these guys here showing up for some of them for just a hot dog and a handshake okay right, right. a lot of these guys they're not making thousands of dollars to do this leave uh, fanny pack robbie out of this <laughs> or whatever his name is i forget his name dan the dad no no the guy with the fanny pack the, the hot dog in it the uh fed effie we'll just say i don't remember what he was called uh, megabyte ronnie megabyte ronnie okay megabyte ronnie had a hot dog in his fanny pack and he fed his hot dog to effie and i'll leave it at that it was a very suggestive fashion and it was uncomfortable to watch (laughs) especially with a nine-year-old in yeah so we'll explain to you later yeah that's that's yeah much later when your mom's not around (laughs) but uh but no we both like collecting stuff I'm I keep getting a falling off on tangents. And I'm confused what this line's for. This line has stopped. Maybe they're making a space out to give him run time to get run to get across the street. Joe Camel. I was there. about to say, check that jacket out. I wish you folks could see we, this. We didn't get a picture with the guy. Yet. I'm hoping he's at the show tonight because I would need to get a picture and post it on our on our Facebook page or our Twitter. There's a guy at the Black Label show wearing a Jim Johnston T-shirt. And for those who don't know, Jim Johnston was the guy that wrote a lot of the WWF, WWE entrance music for a good 25 years. I mean, some of the great Some of the most iconic ones. The Ultimate Warrior he wrote. He wrote... Uh, Steve Austin. Steve Austin, you know. I remember watching him do Vader's. There's a video of him out there playing the guitar riff Mm -hmm. on Vader's WWE theme. So, a lot of folks have suggested he should be put into the WWE Hall of Fame. He is very much an unsung hero in the world of sports entertainment, pro wrestling. And I have heard uh, he was working with another company. I know at some point AEW had talked about reaching out to him. AEW's got their own guy. I think his name, I don't remember what his name is. Um, but AEW has a guy that they work with specifically. Is it Matt Coon? No. Matt Coon's a podcast guy. He does a lot of music for shows. And I think he actually did write the FTR entrance music for AEW. So shout out to Matt Coon. He does some really good work. He does a lot of stuff for Conrad for his shows. Future guest Conrad Thompson, knock on wood. Yeah, the Podfather. The Podfather uh, uh, did a hell of a job on commentary at the NWA seventy three for his couple matches he was there for. He was. That's something we could talk about real quick to kill some time. That was a great pay per view. Other than uh, the, I had such an issue with the commentary team. I really yeah. felt uh, Velvet. She tries. Yeah. She felt out of place. Tim Storm. Uh, it, it was almost like all three of them were trying to get their spots in. Yeah. Um, and Velvet kind of over-talked everybody. I, I, who's their head announcer? I don't... Joe, the guy's name is Joe Galley. He, he was, was fine. He's a good... Uh, for Velvet, everybody who's, who's listening doesn't watch it, it's Velvet Sky, former TNA knockout. Uh, current main squeeze of one Bowie Ray. And she's been on commentary. Bowie Ray Nasty. Bowie Ray Nasty for... Uh, <laughs> For about five months, she's been doing commentary on NWA programming, if my math is right. And Tim Storm is former NWA world champion. And he he's, wrestled on the show that night. He wrestled night. on the opening match, and then he went in the back. Superman changed into his suit and came back out. And really Kicked old Conrad out of there. But uh, they probably could have kept... Hey, look at that jacket. That's a nice jacket. We were just yes, discussing it. Right there it is. The, the Halloween the Halloween Havoc jacket. It's a beautiful thing. But um, he Conrad should have stayed, I think. That would have... a rolling suitcase... I don't know who that gentleman is. That, is that a, is that a 
44 guy? I don't think so. There's a lot going on here. A lot yeah, yeah. Trucks pulling out. Yeah. This well, parking lot's a hot mess. Yeah. So we've been going for almost an hour here, so I think this is a good time to wrap up for now. We'll go in for the show. Like I said, we'll try to get some interviews. If not, sorry. Yeah. And then we're going to sit back and enjoy. Yeah. Then after the show, maybe on the ride home, we'll uh, fire this thing up again and talk about what we saw. I thought, yeah, I'm hoping we're, we're talking about an MDK win. Um, hopefully maybe that a, Cardona surprise. Yeah. There's a lot. To, it'll be a lot to digest on this show. So, uh, yeah, so we will be back uh, in a little bit. It'll feel like 30 seconds for you guys. It'll feel like five hours for us. <laughs> so, Tyler, again, any parting words for our adoring public? Um, make sure to follow us on Jump in the Rail and subscribe to the Narcissus Voyage. Yeah, that's, a, that's a businessman. That's a cheap pop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we'll be back. Hey guys, it's uh, 11.42 p.m. We're just leaving the GCW show, and good God almighty, what a great show it was. <laughs> Narge, what do you think, man? It was a lot of surprises, a lot of violence. Uh, yeah, there. Home Depot ha no longer has any more light bulbs in stock. <laughs> I, I guarantee that. We saw them all tonight. They are now all broken and shattered all over the full floor of the Grand Arena up here in Hoffman Estates. Yep. We we almost lost our uh, our passenger in the in the throng in the, <laughs> during the main event. Yeah. Kyler, uh, why don't you tell everybody about almost being swept away by a rush of people? So, word uh, of Nick Gates came out, everyone. It was basically a stampede of people, and I got squished between every single person there. But he is okay. Yes, I am okay. So, Rachel, if you're listening, Rachel's his mom. He is not hurt. And he's officially a part of the MDK gang now. So, right. he, he was initiated by jumping. So, yes. <laughs> and it was, uh, well, let's, let's get into the show. Uh, the uh, eight man, or, sorry, seven man ladder free for all fuck fest, they call fuck it. Fest, the PBR Pabst Blue Ribbon Fuck Fest. Narge was putting into the universe, he was expecting somebody to pretty much just have a crippling injury, but thankfully nothing like that happened. It was close though, not There's, to say it wasn't, uh, there was uh, there were some sketchy moments in that match, and I think the, uh, and in the opener too. Jesus, the ending, the Ninja Mac. Uh, uh, Yoshi Tonic off the ladder. Yeah, it was, uh, it was something. It's, you've heard of suicide dives, that's about... It's a suicide pin right there. It was a lot crazy. of fun, a lot of fun spots, a lot of, a lot of innovative spots. With the, like Shane Mercer body pressing the one of the guys with the ladder over his head. Jesus, buddy, this guy's like. Uh, uh, we're driving and we're we recording, and it's uh, Chicago traffic, so yep. we're doing the best like we can here yep. with this. We're but. counting on uh, our intrepid producer to clean this up for us once we get it back to him. <laughs> So after that, we had, uh, let's see, Billy Starks was the opening match with... Uh, I don't remember the young lady's I name, but that was fun. She uh, she got a broken nose there early. Yeah. That, was a, that was a rough match. There were a couple scary spots there where I thought somebody was going to get seriously hurt, but thankfully that did not happen. It was entertaining, for 
for sure. Yep. Um, Tony Deppin and Alley Catch. That was a great match. That was a very good match. And some fun uh, hijinks afterwards with uh, Ron Funches, who was there doing commentary. Yeah, it sounds like we may get a Ron Funches-Tony Deppin match at the next GCW show in Los Angeles that's yep. coming up. Because Ron Funches, for those who don't know, he is trained. He, not, he's not an experienced wrestler, but he has trained to be a wrestler before. And he is a very, very funny individual, he is. so look him up. Yeah, a lot of fun. Very, very cool guy. Uh, after Tony Deppin, we had the War Games match went on early. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't the actual main event. They put it on second to last. With uh, 440 and the MDK, and we were wrong, by the way. AJ Gray was there. Yeah, he, he wasn't did. at the, he wasn't at the Black Label show, but he did uh, show up for the War Games match. We did not get the Hoopintoot Guerrero Super Crazy match that was scheduled. Uh, a couple of reasons there. I, I'd heard visa issues for Super Crazy, and then we were informed that they believe Hoopintoot Guerrero broke his foot. So. He was selling merch and, uh, you know, yeah. hanging with the fans. We, we didn't get a chance to meet Hoovy, but uh, he was there. And from what I heard, he was awesome to everybody that he talked to. Uh, the War Games match was just madness. I don't, yeah, I don't even know where you start with the War Games match. I mean, it was just violence from beginning to end. Yeah, he had some cool spots. If you didn't watch it on Fight, I really recommend you do it. We're probably going to do that ourselves, go back and watch the video coming later on. Oh, absolutely. Look for us. We're right by the entrance there. You can't miss we're, us. Look yep, for the, the three-foot-tall uh, kid in the Metallica t-shirt. Right. That's Kyler. Three-foot-five. 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 Four-foot-five. Four-foot-five. We don't know how Murray's, tall he is. Murray's probably three-foot-five. But, uh -huh. uh, but, yeah, I mean, I was a little surprised that the baby faces had the man advantage in the war games. Usually that's the heel spot. But uh, it was awesome seeing all these guys come out. I mean, I hadn't never seen most of these guys wrestle in person before. But watching what they did was just incredible in the ring. The 440 guys busted their ass too. Man, they did their part. This was uh, great heel work by them. Ricky coming out and locking the cage door. That yep. didn't stop uh, the king though. No. It was a war games with no roof on the cage. Which yeah. was a little weird. But. WWE NXT style work. Right, right, right. So, but work with what you got. And uh, yeah, Ricky, Ricky Shane Page got the final boss treatment at the end with the epic defeat. It was a great way to end the uh, 44-0 Nick Gage feud for sure. So yes, definitely. And uh, after the show, we actually got to meet a couple of the 440 guys. Eddie Only was at the gimmick table and Gregory Iron. Both of them were, were beat up, obviously. I can't tell. Shit, nice. Three motorcycles right in front of us. Yeah. That guy is kind of too. Damn it. Never ever podcast and drive, people. Actually, that wasn't it. So, I was good. I did the right thing. I wasn't the right exit, but the, this one is that I can't get over because the motorcycles are in the way. So, now we're going 10 miles out of our way. So It's all, it's all good. It's, you call it the scenic route. This is the scenic route now. So, yeah, talking to Eddie Only from 44 Oak, it sounds like we might be able to get him lined up for an interview down the road. Yeah, he said to hit him up on Twitter, hit his DMs, he told yes, us. Yes, so. slide into his DMs, as they say. While Mark was doing that, we turned around and the bad boy, Joey Janela, strolled by. So Kyler snagged a selfie with the bad boy. We'll see if we can get that up on the uh, yeah. pod page. And we got to meet everybody's favorite wrestling journalist, Mr. Dave Meltzer, was there. Dave was in attendance. Obviously, he's in town for All Out, but came by, checked out the Game Changer Wrestling event. 
a nice guy. Yeah, very nice guy. Took a picture with us. I think he was hanging with Jake Atlas. Yeah, uh, yeah talking with Prezak on the yeah. commentary booth. And then uh, all three of us got pictures with the, with the man, Nick Gage, with Mance Warner, who's our other favorite guy on the show. Very cool stuff. Yep, very cool guys. Uh, and we're forgetting the elephant in the room, the main event the of the main night. Event. Matt Cardona's uh, open challenge for the GCW world title, and I'm assuming also the universal title, since he had it. Yeah, well, yeah I think it was both titles, so. And, uh, and talk about the, the challenge, the, the very first, the, the Chicago he challenged superstar. He Chicago to come in, and we've got the juggernaut, known as Frank the Clown. <laughs> Mick who, Foley's future son-in-law. Right, right. He As they said, he's well. hardcore. Yeah, he is hardcore. Hardcore <laughs> clown. Uh, predictable squash finish. Just Cardona waffling with the belt and pinned him. But that was not all that happened on on the show. The uh, G-Raver is music hit. I'm not real familiar with him. I think Narge might be a little bit. And four cloaked individuals looked like the Undertaker's Druids came out. it was out. more than that. It was, maybe, it maybe it was five. like five or six uh, Druid-type yeah. individuals. Yeah. Five... All of them but one got run off, and the one that uh, that remained stepped up, hit a paradigm shift onto some light tubes, and that mean only one thing, that is uh, the one and only John Moxley made his appearance, pinned Cardona, and is now the new GCW World Heavyweight Champion, to the delight of the crowd who <laughs> were not having Cardona. He was dressed like the Macho King, had Deathmatch King on his ass. Uh, it's just, just good, good heel stuff. And then, as if that wasn't enough, after Moxley won the belt, who comes out? Arch, the King again. Nick Gage uh, to challenge to yeah. get his title back. The only downer it will not be in November when they're back in Chicago. They're going to do it in Atlantic City in October. But we're going to get it. And Nick, like Nick Gage told the live crowd, it will be a death match, and it's yes. in GCW. And he yep. said there will be real glass. Real barbed wire. He said they're they're gonna do it old school. Yep. And Moxley probably wouldn't have it any other way. So that uh, the crowd left happy. I mean, yeah. just a just a fun fun night. The crowd was hot the whole night. The wrestlers were on. We yeah. saw some. Uh, there were some AEW guys in attendance. Uh, yeah. ECW legend not, Jerry Lynn. Yeah, not wrestling. They were they were there though. Just watching the show, hanging yeah. out. We saw the uh, the acclaimed were there. From what yeah, I heard. Anthony I Bowen. I saw him. Uh, uh, not an AEW guy, but the uh, indie legend Spider Nate Webb was in attendance. Spider was hanging out. The teenage dirtbag himself, even though he's probably closer to forty-five. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was just. It was a fun night. It was a unique show. Very unique. A lot to see. There was a lot going on in the crowd too. I think we saw yeah. somebody get walked out that got yeah. involved into the match I early heard, on. A drunk guy almost lost his pants. From it was a drunk guy behind me whose pants were. He was MDK all day. I don't. <laughs> oh, so yeah, you see some doozies in wrestling when you go to a wrestling shows from the fans, and that's one of the really great things about going to a wrestling show, whether it's a AEW, WWE, or just an indie. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna have a blast because the wrestlers are after they'll give their all for you, then they'll come out and they'll make time for you. You'll have a great time with it. So if you can get out to a wrestling show, I definitely recommend it. Uh, Kyler, what was your highlight aside from being body surfed by Nick Cage? <laughs> Probably 
the whole entire deathmatch. The war games match? Yeah. Yeah. That was really good. My first war games in person. Uh, not my first cage match, but this was definitely crazier than any cage match I've ever seen. Kyler and I were lucky. We did see a war games uh, two years ago in Chicago. That's the one where. Uh, oh. Uh, Adam Cole, who came off the cage with Adam Cole, Kyler. Champa? Champa came off the cage with Adam Cole with what the air raid through the uh, table. That was a great show, but this, it's going to be hard to watch a War Games match after seeing one that involved this many weapons. You'll have to just go find some cage with death matches in CZW. Yeah, we're going to have to. And it sounds like, uh, like Mark had uh, mentioned earlier in the show, GCW will be back in November in Chicago for the Nick Gage Invitational number six. I think we're planning on being back for that. I'm thinking, is that going to be mostly death matches? That, I believe that it's a death match tournament uh, that they had set up. Yeah, so that ought to be interesting. Cool. And we will definitely try to make it out for that. Kind of give you guys the same treatment we gave you today. Maybe we'll get a, have a few more uh, recording segments. But uh, yeah, this one, we just decided to just fly uh, off the rails a little bit, no pun intended. No format. Just talk about what we saw today. We've speculated a little bit on All Out, which is tomorrow as we're recording. It'll be, by the time this is up, it'll, everything will be coming gone. But uh, if we can get in to do another, to record a full episode this week, we will. If not, then uh, I don't know, maybe it'll probably two weeks, I would say. Yeah, probably but, we'll try to get back on the, the schedule once our yeah. producer's feeling a little bit better. And, and again, that's assuming we don't record this week, but hopefully we do. But if not, I mean, just bear with us and we'll, we'll get back to the grind like usual. So I'm going to go ahead. We're going to call this. This has been a good 15-minute wrap-up here. And uh, so enjoy All Out on Sunday night. Well... The return of CM Punk. Yeah, I should say, we hope you enjoyed All Out this past Sunday night, because <laughs> this has already been happening. But, uh, so we're going to let you go. We're going to get on the road here. It's 5 till 12 a.m. So we're going to hit the highway and get on home, get Kyler in the, in the sack before really his mom gets too mad at him. So until next time, this is Mark, that's Narge, and for Kyler, we will see you next time on Jumping the Rail. See you guys.